We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. What up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. This is Kel Dansby. Yeah, this is Andreas Hill. We got new mics. Yeah, sound quality going up Man, right it's now. It's like Christmas in this bitch. Got, oh, my God. Got a budget? We're doing it big right now. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another great episode where we talk hip-hop, boxing, UFC, MMA, WWE, other forms of pro wrestling, final deletion we talk everything here if you get punched in the face you're probably gonna be on the show look before i want to start the show have you recovered from this past week uh you know what's helped me recover from this past week pokemon go oh my god and getting my exercise on in the park i was chasing uh, a bulbasaur the other day at 6 a.m i didn't catch him but you know what i'm gonna go back i'm gonna find him dude all right look i'm not the Pokemon Go phenomenon, I, I I get it because it's like this interactive game where you can like go out and hunt. But the fact that I'm it. driving and I see people like circumventing like certain little areas in, in on the block, like did you look for a Pokemon in here today? Uh, not yet, not yet. I was uh, running a bit late for the show, so I couldn't get my Pokemon on. But best believe when I leave, there's tons of like Poke stops here. I get some extra Poke like stops? yeah, so that's how you get like Pokeballs. And uh, <laughs> extra stuff. So on the strip, there's mad poker stops. People knows what's up. Yo, I mean, like I said, I see. I, I caught see. a Rhydon at UFC 200 in the I press row. Actually, I saw it. That was <laughs> on kinda, someone's back. That's funny. Like, it's a, it's a great idea, 
It's just it just seems like it's madness. You know what's funny though is that there's people like they use a Pokemon Go to distract us from what's going on in the world. No fool, this game was being developed a long time ago. It wasn't like they just said, "Yo, Black Lives Matter is happening right now. Yeah. Let's distract them with Pokemon." It doesn't really work <laughs> the like Japanese that. Japanese was like, "Yo, we got them." Yeah, it doesn't really work like that, folks. So it's the, it's the takeover. If you guys are those kind of conspiracy theories, I don't know what to tell you because I don't go that far. Stay, stay woke. It's like a final deletion having the drones. It's insane, man. It, it's really <laughs> insane. Well, I didn't I didn't get to do all that. Um, me, Myra, I slept. And I watched Orange and the New Black season four in two days. I don't understand that. I was like, yo, I just saw you on Saturday. You hit the group chat telling us that, like, on Monday. It yo, was Tuesday morning. And I was like, where do you have the time? Yo, Sunday, it just, uh, like, I watched it. Me and my wife watched it from, like, 9 p.m. to 3 in the morning. And then Monday, I think it was Monday, same thing. It was, like, after I was done working, I, sat on, I lay down on the couch and I just couldn't stop watching. I watched the entire season in two days. It's dope, though, right? Better it's, than season three. It's a that's a this is a dark season. Yeah, I loved it. I loved the yeah, darkness. But it's so like I'm, we're not gonna spoil it for anybody. If you haven't watched it, yet, it's a good idea for you to watch it. Um, it's getting a lot of criticism because a lot of the themes that it handled. But I thought, I, all in all, I thought it was a good season. And you know, without you can't give anything away, but Lolly was phenomenal. Oh, great, great. <laughs> I mean, she was great last season. Like just development or a character. This one, yeah, it definitely she took a turn. I, I think everyone except for Piper. Really, everybody hates Piper. Yo, she, but everybody else showed out. Piper was kind of whack. But, I, you know, I think the, the her and the Chola beef was cool for a second. <laughs> but but I think I think the show, what the show did is because there's people that are complaining because it tackles black issues this season, but there's a room full of white writers. But I think they tackled it from a white perspective also to let them know that these things are happening and people are being victims. And I know it can be a little heavy-handed, but... The fact that Piper was the central piece of this show and it opened up all these stories and all these narratives, and now Piper's kind of like in the background. Nobody yeah. likes Piper. Everybody wants her and Alex to die. Don't even care about her, yeah. Like, nobody likes her and Alex. Like, they got, nobody likes them. So it's Alex like. Alex Vaughn, she's always been cute. Like, since that 70s show, like, she got it. So she needs to stay on the, the show. The eyebrows, though, be killing me, son. Season three, like, when I thought she died, I was kind of upset. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. Yo, y'all need to watch show. That's what I did. That's how I got back in the that's how I got my groove back. <laughs> and you know, now I'm recovered. Supposedly recovered. Um let's talk a little bit about UFC two hundred and everything that, you know, went Exhausting. around it. Yeah, it was a crazy weekend. The beers also after UFC two hundred that they give away to the media help. I took a couple of beers for the road. When we bounced. Yeah, I saw which I saw y'all out there smuggling. Yeah, you got a double fist on the way out. Yeah, I mean Shaller, like good looks. I get you know what we should start before we even talk about the fights. It's just the experience. Because a lot of people will never get to experience it like we do. We're working behind the scenes. Frantic. We definitely week. take that for granted though. Yeah. Like in, in hindsight, like I still don't like understand how the magnitude of it really. Like just sitting there and Brock's in front of us and we're just chilling, laughing. Yeah, and then like, I'm watching him on WWE, like, and I'm like, wait a minute, he was just in front of me the other day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had two different experiences this week. Um, me, I'm always in the back doing the interviews, and this this week was it was kind of crazy because they had us like in a in a locker room. It was like a closet at T-Mobile, and they like I show up in a lot of people's videos. If you watch like MMA I saw fighting, that. you're just chilling like in the back. Yeah, someone's like, is that Andreas Hill on his phone? I'm like, you know who I am? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm the only black dude back there, so I guess that makes sense. Sit. But as far as experience goes, man, that was a lot. Like, yo, I thought I was prepared, but the John Jones situation, Anderson Silva getting added, then we got this three nights of fights. 
It's I didn't go to the fan expo. I just couldn't. I, I sadly I didn't, didn't make it to the expo. I was trying to wake up the next day and go to the Hall of Fame inductions, but my body just didn't want to get up. It, yeah, I, I just couldn't do it. I mean, there were people writing in the press room, the press tent, yeah. at T-Mobile Arena until 3 a.m. Like it's deadline, uh, man. It's crazy. It's no, like yo, okay, and T- not for deadline riders not to have. There was no tables. That's what, that's it was wild. A like, like riding on their lap. It was dead wrong. Like it, it kind of, they could have did it a little bit better for the riders. Yeah. Was, oh, those of us who have to file stories, fortunately, like my deadline stuff was weird. Like if anybody was following my timeline, the stuff I wrote about was Dana White getting death threats. Mm-hmm. Like that's stuff I had to write about. So I wasn't really on deadline. Like I only was on deadline. Yeah. My job was I was interviewing fighters afterwards. I had to say Northcutt, Lozon, all those guys. But damn, did not have a table. It was. I'm glad I didn't have to publish anything that night, which was great because like <laughs> nothing so like much. crazy popped off. Like if DC would have lost, obviously I would have had to do initial, or um, if Brock would have got KO'd, it would have kept me there, you know, the whole night. But it kind of went to form, and I was like, cool, like I could wake up in the morning and and do what I have to do. So I posted like uh, my John Jones piece, which was there, which I take my time on. Um, a piece on the UFC sale, which we'll talk about here in a second, yeah, yeah. that I had to do crazy research on and post that. So it was great. Like I was like, yo, nothing too crazy happened where I get to take my time. Uh, deadline riding, shout out to everyone who's who does it and people like Kevin Ioli and others, obviously, in our community that are great at it. Because me, once again, being one of the youngest journalists and as far as time put in here, uh, definitely the youngest back there probably, um, as far as people who like write and do deadline stuff, it, it's getting close, and you guys are just beast with it. Like, just how good it is in the time that you have to write is incredible. It's and, hard. <laughs> like, I'll read Kevin's stuff and be like, "Yo, he did this like just tonight." Yeah, it, it's crazy and it's cool. Like picking up the little things and developing my writing style, and you know, just snatching just from here and there, and just seeing how people go. And seeing the preparation that goes into it, like, Kevin uses quotes that he pulled three days ago. Yeah. Like, he got just stuff stored, like, real old school, just plugging it in. Yo, it takes a lot, man. It takes a lot. There's one thing I do want to touch on. I don't want to get too heavy on this. Um, This week, this past week was also tough, you know, being an African-American journalist because you had the Philandro Castile and Alton Sterling situations. They had the shooting in Dallas. You have the uh, everything that was happening in Baton Rouge with the protests and – it was it was hard for me because there were people texting me like, "What's going on with John Jones?" They're like, "Dog, I don't care about John Jones right now." As an individual, like I care what's happening over there. So it was real hard to focus because it was like, "Damn, man, like, what's important?" You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw Cormier after the fight, and I didn't even get a chance to call him this week. He's he's in Hawaii now, but I was like, "Yo, DC, do you know what's going on in Baton Rouge right now?" And he was like. I, he's like, I heard about the guy dying, but I've been so focused on training. And I told him, I was like, they're protesting. There's like a minor riot out there. And you can see his heart sink because, you know, that's home for him. Louisiana's home. So exactly. it was like to see that, it, may, it puts a lot of things in perspective. Because, like, what we're doing is really a distraction at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, it's to help, you know, people going through stuff like that. Yeah. You know, just get a, a quick break, any type of relief. Uh, just some of the videos from last week, in all regards, are just heartbreaking. Like, everything like i couldn't imagine being in that type of situation and thank god we haven't had that type of situation here in vegas to really go through um knock on wood hopefully we never you know do because i i couldn't even imagine that you know just i i saw you last year the trayvon martin so you went downtown 
You were yeah, walking with I the people protesting. and all this stuff. I was seeing the protests out yeah, there with a bunch like, of other people, young and people. And to think, yo, this sniper on the roof, just the insanity, that situation was crazy. Um, you know, just the Black Lives Laws, like someone getting killed, the kids in the back, like, it's bananas. It was mind-boggling. And uh, honestly, I welcome the distraction as well. Because yeah, I we know, like, you time. embraced, you know, and you talked about it a lot, and you have that voice. People expect that of you. It's nice that I can just be, like, low-key and embrace <laughs> the distraction. Right. Like, this is one of those times where I was just like, you know what? I got a lot of feelings, but I'm just cool playing the background, yo. Like, y'all, let me, uh, let me distract myself with this UFC 200 stuff. Because it was just back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. So, enough with the heavy stuff. Let's, let's get into UFC 200. Let's line 200. it up then, because somebody just lost a million dollars. Yeah, he ain't even here to talk about it. Vegas Dave was supposed to come on a show today. Uh, after losing a mill, because he put a mill down on Misha Tate. This is why you can't bet with your heart. You got to bet with your head. And he bricked out. I guess we'll start with the headline of UFC 200 because there was a lot of fights this weekend. And oh, wait, wait, no. The headline? You mean Brock? Well, you know, Brock was the, the, the real headline. Yo, first of all, son, like, bad people walked out after Lesnar fought before Tate. <laughs> like, I was trying to explain to on, on Twitter. I was like, yo, come back. There's another fight. Like, people were I'm glad leaving. the fight was at least good. It wasn't like... That wasn't you know, good. That was a one-sided ass. Hey, it's better than Roman Triple H at WrestleMania. You're right about that. But it could have went a lot worse. Look, first, first and foremost, I have to say this. I picked horribly this week. My fight picks, like, nothing went came through. <laughs> like, I picked Misha. She got dragged. I got I picked Brock, which nobody else really did, and I got that one right. Uh, yeah, I got Brock right, too. I picked Zingano. She lost. I picked Frankie. He lost. Yo, I was just doing horrible in my – I picked Claudia. She looked great for two rounds, and that was a wrap. Yeah. This was the my you worst week picking. I picked Joanna? Yeah. Claudia has a better all-around skill set than Joanna. And you saw that for two rounds. But her gas tank Except would not cardio. agree. cardio. Her gas tank did not agree with her no. and made me mad. Cardio and heart. Those championship rounds. Because I'd, I'd love to see a trilogy between those two. They're so far and above and beyond better than the rest of that division. I was about to say, who else is beating Claudia? Not Rose. And I like Rose a lot. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But no. not Rose. And Rose, is, I, I believe, is the next big thing in that division. And she's still yeah. developing. Well, I, we'll talk about that later. Rose probably in line for a shot. But, she's I mean, who are they going to feed to Claudia? Paige? I mean, what are you going to do? The golden girl in there with Claudia? Got her, Hell no. Got you her head what? ripped off? She ain't. Nah. She'll be dancing with the stars in real life. <laughs> <laughs> like on the, on the planets. But, yo, I would think, I would have to say, if you're going to put somebody in there, we'll talk about the cards in a minute, with, with Joanna. I mean, maybe you go with Atisha Torres. I don't know. Like, I don't, I, anybody in there is getting carved up, is yeah. basically what I'm saying, telling you right now. There's I mean, nobody that can really stand a chance to be Joanna, much less Claudia. Rose has earned it. I think it's Rose's time. Um, Rose's cardio is good. She just don't got the hands, but Rose has heart. So we'll we'll see what Rose can do. After that, it's there's so many moving parts. Uh, stylistically, we'll see. Karate Hottie probably can throw hands with Joanna. Ain't no nope. five rounds though. I, nope. Joanna's built for this. Like I, like I feel so like she could have went seven rounds. Like yeah. if you just tell her like you can punch people in the face, she'd be like, "How long do I got?" Like, you tell her she got five rounds, she's going to be upset. She'll be like, I- I'd be here for the whole hour if you want. No no charge, Dana, no charge. Like, she just wants to beat people up. Yeah, so, all right, so let's start. We got, we'll start with Nunez and Tate. 200 headline. Vegas Dave lost a million dollars being a wise-ass Lost pick. a million bucks. He lost it in like a, look, first of all, Amanda Nunez flattened Misha Tate faster than anybody's beater in MMA, except for, I believe, her first loss, which she lost by a head kick. I was about to say, including Ronda. Ronda couldn't do it as quick the as The baddest Amanda woman did. on the planet, if you ask 
Dang was what? there was there something wrong with Misha Tate hitting in that fight? Because something was not right with her. She was yelling to herself. We've never seen Misha like that. I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know if she, something was wrong. She barely made the weight. Something was wrong. Five with minutes Tate. before you know the scales closed, she got on the scales. You know what? Everyone you know strives to be champion, but the lights are way brighter up there. So we talk about John Jones and him being an idiot. One thing John Jones has always been great at is handling the pressure of being champion. Oh, I thought you were going to say taking drugs. No, besides that. <laughs> oh, well, he's number one at that. 1A, 1B. <laughs> he's, uh, he's handled that great. Like, everyone they put in front of him, the spot was never too big for John Jones. It's possibly because the cocaine mellowed him out. But <laughs> drugs. I, I, I don't know. I can't call it. <laughs> Uh, he's done a great job with that, and all champions aren't built the same. It, it's why we see people like Robbie Lawler just get in there, and you'd be like, man, this guy's just going to war and war and war, because Robbie has one face. They're, they're kind of like Eli Manning. It's just straight face. Like, you're getting one yeah. look. It's just that's all they know how to do, and Robbie's the same way. He doesn't know who he's fighting. He doesn't care. When the lights go on in Octagon, he's going to do what he does. And uh, everyone doesn't have that gene, and, and Misha, the moment – Got a little too big for her. It's a difference being the chaser and being the chased, and she couldn't handle. She got ran over. Like Amanda Nunez looked like she would belonged in the cage that night. That right hand took her like damn her she off got her hit, feet. Look, she got hit, broke her nose, and you can see Misha like check out. Like she was like, I'm out of here. I'm done. She's like, eh? Photo shoot broke, tomorrow? Yeah, it's a wrap. Let me get out of here. Like Brian Caraway, you can see him on the Optagons. Like my woman's nose is broken. It's over. She like went, he knows. She went to Sapphire Strip Club after though. Did she? Yeah, she collected that check, broken nose and all. I guess you got to collect one if you can't get the other. I'm telling you, she looked real somber. But so, so looking at this division now, Amanda Nunez is now the champ. Like, you couldn't have told me two years ago that the, the headliner for probably the next women's championship will probably be Amanda Nunez and Juliana Pena. I'm just letting you know, though, we look around that press room, and uh, people, obviously, you haven't been in a press room in the Mandalay, or excuse me, in the MGM. But they have all the current champions, banners hanging. Yo, they spent a lot of money switching them things out. Last year, we wouldn't have picked 80% of those people. Nah. Just looking around, you're like, Eddie Alvarez is hanging. You you, you just go down the list, you're just like, these people are champions in these divisions? Yeah. Would have never, ever guessed. You, I look at Bisping every time I walk in there. <laughs> like, and I just be like, like yo, yo, really, Bisping, Bisping is looks at Bisping and he's like, yo, that's that's me, that's me. I got a title. He's going to do all his FS1 coverage in front of his banner. I would. Just because he can't believe it. I, I definitely would. All right, so, <laughs> but yeah, Amanda New Year's and Juliana Pena, to me, because they still have, okay. So the UFC Holly has to be in a conversation. Well, listen, because she, she fights Carolina in a couple weeks yeah. on Fox. But Juliana Pena beat the woman who beat the woman. Right, Julian Payne beat Kat Zingano, who beat Misha Tate, who beat Kat Zingano also beat Amanda Nunez. Okay, but Holly Holm literally beat the woman, which is Ronda Rousey. Which so is you true. Trump card everybody. But if Ronda's coming back, look, look, <laughs> which, <laughs> which we all laugh at because nobody believes Ronda's coming back at this point because she's just completely avoiding this conversation. No, they're about to go have just a million babies. But it's like. <laughs> Because Travis ain't coming back Travis either. ain't coming back either. <laughs> they both got some out. work to do. They are checking out. <laughs> they both out. need a new boxing coach. But if if you're going to go with this division and you look at Ronda and Holly is the money fight. Correct. Amanda and Juliana could be your title fight. Juliana hasn't lost yet. You're, are you suggesting Ronda is going to fight Holly without a title on the line? Hey, look. I, see, I call it as the <laughs> only way I can see it. Because Misha looks like she's going to be out until next year. Yeah. And Juliana and Amanda both look like they're ready to fight. So they can fight. 
Okay. Holly I mean, has a fight. And who knows? Because, look, as great as Holly looked against Ronda, she didn't look that great against Raquel Pennington. No. So we never know with Holly exactly what's going to come come of it. I think Juliana deserves that title shot. Just give it to her. Why, dude? Why not? Let's have this. Pennington, though, Pen- Pennington didn't push. Like for Holly to look good, she has to be exactly. pushed. She's kind of like Dominic Cruz. Like if you don't pressure her, she'll just dance and outpoint you because yeah, she'll just jab you to death. Whatever's whatever. She doesn't care. Yeah, but she won a split decision against Pennington. That, that's because she didn't throw punches. But that's my point. But my point is, because Carolina's good. Here's, here's, who Holly is fighting is not a bum. No, by no means. So she had the tragedy though. Her person got shot. Like yeah, her trainer. Her trainer hey, got shot. And, like they were dodging bullets in a restaurant. Yeah, that video was, she was from crazy. Russia or something. Yeah. yeah so nah, was well, she was living in uh, South America at the time. Oh, but um, what I'm saying was is, it a coup? Who? Man, <laughs> let's get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got questions about Look, this. I don't mind seeing Amanda Nunez and Julian. Like this revolving door of the title, I don't really mind it right now. It's horrible for the marketing of the division. I don't care. It's good fights. I want to see people get knocked out. I like A beats B and B beats C, but C can't be A. Um, the UFC has trouble marketing people with immense personality. I don't know how they're going to market Amanda, which is why you, you give her versus Juliana. Juliana's getting all the pub. and sorry, she In all the interviews this week, everything, she's a star. She had the look. She had the glasses. She's she wore the pencil skirt all tight. She knew what she was doing. Oh yeah, her and Cat knew what they were doing this week. Oh, clearly, and it was you know what they got to push her. She's not the champ. Amanda's great. Amanda, you know she's humble. She's skill wise on the, up amongst the top of the division. That's why she's champion. But I don't know how you push her. Uh, she's um, the first openly gay champion in MMA. Okay, history. you're not pushing her. You're pushing a cause. Like, we're talking two different things. She's the face of the cause. Like, and Amanda can't speak English, so she can do commercials. She can do interviews. She doesn't speak great English, but she does. (laughs) She's got got an angle. Look, look. So you just sold this company for $4 billion, and your next major push is pushing someone who's openly gay. Which, once again, I'm not sure if corporate America... Does the story write itself? Look, I don't know if that's corporate America's angle. We we just talked about Orange is the New Black. Everybody talks about Laverne Cost because she's trans, right? Correct. She's like the big star on the show, and everybody loves it. People who fight for a cause are a big draw. If there's nothing else you could push for your champion, you push the cause. So you're going to push one cause and one sexy woman. Yeah, why not? All right. No, it works for you. It works for me. I mean, we selling fights here. These, and then on top of that, these girls can fight. It's, this is not like we're putting in there to have a modeling contest. No, they that's fight. true. You just got to get the people there. Yeah, just you get them Say there. whatever you got to do to get the people Look, there. The fights will handle they themselves. They will share a main event with somebody like you gotta a heavyweight put Holly title in, fighter. Like you need someone like Holly. Just show the Ronda kick a million times. Um, some They put these people on a pedestal for so long. Holly beat Ronda. She's the golden girl now. Misha beat Holly. Holly hasn't been talked about since. She, no. no, there's the no ESPN, is nothing. No, no Ellen show, nothing. And Misha was the next great thing, finally over the hump. And now we're not going to hear anything about Misha, no. but we're not going to hear anything about Amanda either. So well, now the division's in limbo until Ronda come back and take the title <laughs> or one of the retreads get and, it. And I mean, better question. Do you really want, just from a marketing standpoint, do you really want Holly as champion again? I like Holly as the champion. No, 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 no. I'm talking from a marketing standpoint. Because she didn't do much for you last time. She didn't do great. Yeah. So, once, you know, I would love heal Holly home. Like, it's just, just never happened. The preacher's daughter's holier never than thou. Oh, you can be a heel. You can, but you she's can not. be. She's too you nice. can be just wildly Christian and heel. All right. So, so let's move on. We got so many fights. <laughs> we talked about one. Yeah, uh, let's talk about, about Brock. 
Uh, I picked him. I picked him too. <laughs> Look, I, I picked the exact thing. Brock by unanimous decision. I, I said it. Oh on yeah. The show. I should I put said, money on that. I said if Brock gets Mark Hunt down, Mark Hunt is not getting up. And, I, and it's really a matter of that. Now, my other thing that I said that I was surprised it didn't happen. I said if Brock hesitates, he's getting knocked out. But for whatever reason, Mark just couldn't get off. I don't know. Like, why weren't you? Why do you not charge Brock Lesnar? Because he's not going to really hit you back. Well, you don't charge Brock Lesnar because he's 275 pounds, and your momentum makes it easier for you to get taken down. Well, so you don't want to give him added momentum for him to take you to the ground. I mean, he was, make him shoot, make him come to you, and you can hit him on the counter punch. You see how that it's, worked out? It's just logic, though. Like you don't want to, you know, chase him. He Kane couldn't pull chase the trigger. Kane like olayed him. Brock fell on his face, and then he beat the hell out of him. Um, Kane, you know, just was able to be quicker than him. You don't go at Brock Lesnar. You, don't attack the bull. In Look, bull fighting, the Matador doesn't attack the bull. Look, fuck you that. let the bull come fuck to that. you. The, the bull hasn't fought in five years. This bull la- could be a lazy bull. I'm charging the bull because the bull can't knock me out. I'll, I'll, I'll let this be known. If there's any bull to charge, I'm not charging him. Did, did you, you see him? Did you he, see? I've never wait. seen a man look like that. Like, he looked like a comic book character. Yeah, he looked crazy. But when Mark threw his first punch and Brock flinched and had, like, his hand up, I'd have been like, oh, shit. I'm about to kill you. Yeah, and then... Mark, Mark hit froze. him twice in the second round, flush, and Brock ate it. And then Brock was nah, like, he, oh. he hit him with his best punch. Like, this is, he hit this, him with the right hand right on face. Yeah, we, this wasn't. It wasn't the chin? No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Mark's best punch. Look, all I'm saying is, if he was throwing more punches, he would have caught Brock Lesnar. And he didn't. Brock Lesnar took him down, dry humped him for three rounds, and won the fight. Well, I mean, it was, it was better than Roy Nelson. Like, it wasn't like just, you know, he punched just, him a few times. Hey, look, I like, I, I picked Brock because he's a great wrestler. He should be ranked in the heavyweight division. Where do now. you rank him now? You rank him ahead of Mark Hunt. You you put him. He's in the mix. Like the man left, he lost to Cain Velasquez, and he lost to Alistair Overing. Right. So obviously he'd have to be behind both of them. The heavyweight division is pretty bad. Well, Overing's about to get the title shot. Brock's not going to go exactly. up to one. Kane's at four. He's going to move up. He'd just be five. So you think Kane's Who's number five? one contender? Who's five? Was it in Travis? I don't know. Travis is like five or six. He doesn't deserve to be five. He got knocked up by Andre Olasky. I don't know, man. You do the rankings. I don't. Yeah, I know you're, I do vote on the rankings. Yeah. But I like I, 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 I'm just letting you know. It was like four versus five or six. Brock, because Junior Dos Santos wants Brock, right? He called give him, him that fight. Don't give Brock that fight. Give him that fight. If, you need to give Brock someone in the top, you know, five, six, that's not Kane, <laughs> to maybe luck into a win oh. and then jump him right to the title Look, picture. I'm just going to give you a fight. Take the and money. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But Brock Lesnar and Derek Lewis, give it to me. You want the bu- – Give me the country boy against the Black Beast. No, the only way to beat the Black Beast is to knock him out. Brock's not knocking him out. That's going to be ugly. Give me the fight. The Black Beast the bill towards the fight because, <laughs> look, Derek Lewis is, is – a. first of all, he's amazing on social media. He's hilarious. And if he catches Brock, Brock is definitely going to sleep. But he might not. It's intriguing because, look, I don't – I think Brock might – you know what? I don't know. Maybe Brock does beat Junior Dos Santos. I think I he know. does, and I think you just rocket him straight to the title as long you as Kane rocket, is not the champion. Kane's getting the title back. I think so, too. Look, but, I mean, like, I've seen weirder shit. People are like, you're crazy. Kane. Like, dude, if when Kane is healthy – He's the best Kane heavyweight. by far the best heavyweight. This, it's not even close. Second best heavyweight. To who? I think Daniel Cormier is the best heavyweight in the UFC. He just chooses not to fight there because he like, loves Kane I, I, and he doesn't want to take his belt. I like DC, but I think Kane, DC, I think Kane wins that fight. I think DC washes Kane. How? Because I, I like DC. I love DC, but how? I, I think at this point, injuries, everything accumulated, I, I think DC can do better than Kane Who, in the long run. Kane's got a better gas tank. No, Kane had a better gas tank. 
When, when is people, not- blame, people blame altitude. We don't know if it's altitude. He just knocked someone out in it the was first round. Look, it was definitely altitude. Al, we just saw his fight right after the altitude was a first-round knockout. Okay. We didn't but, see him go deep into the fight. We was, don't know five dude, rounds? Five rounds against dude, D.C.? Dude, dude. I'm taking D.C. over Kane. You're nuts. Like, we'll never see look, it, but I wait. DC I, I won't DC take DC over Kane. Because DC's humble, and that's why DC won't fight in the heavyweight division. All right, moving right no along. No one wants to knock out the big brother. Sometimes you got to catch an ass whooping. I can't. You just said DC would beat Kane. DC would beat Kane. It's not a goddamn Mikel moment either. Like, it's real. DC Somebody's going to agree with you, right? Everyone. Yeah. Well, not everyone. Somebody's going to. Definitely people not everyone. People love disagreeing with me. Because you're easy to disagree with. You're disagreeable. <laughs> <laughs> you got to Google that. Oh, uh, it's. DC versus Silva. It brings us right into our next fight. All right. Um, Everybody that booed DC is a jackass. I got a theory. DC is John Cena. No. because DC not, is too nice. Nobody likes DC, though. It's not like like kids like John Cena. Nobody likes DC. Okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, you know, I haven't polled people 15 and under about Daniel Cormier, but he's a nice guy, and he's just too nice. And when you get too nice and you're that good, it, you want to be over, but then hardcore fans turn on you. It's not cool to like DC. No, everybody hates DC. Like yeah. everybody hates Chris. It's but easy. It's you easy really to do. can't front on DC skills. It's like no, John Cena. I, like you look, can't ignore the skills. I, and if DC was gone, we'd miss him. I, and he's look, one of the best. I think everybody who booed DC was wrong. Like to ask DC to stand there to fight with the most legendary striker in MMA history is like a fool's move. Like, it's like asking DC to stand in front of Rumble and choke him. It's like, for dude, I'm a wrestler. Rounds. Like I am a wrestler. <laughs> And you're asking me to stand here with this Brazilian assassin? <laughs> and you saw what happened. They stood up and kicked him in the liver. And, dude. And DC was like, shit, take him down. <laughs> like, change the game plan, bro. I'm not, I'm not doing this tonight. I, I thought DC was nice, though. He stood up. Like, the fans would boo. And it looked like he was like, okay, I'll stand up for a second. And then Anderson would land something. He's like, yep, nope, this is enough. Let's go right back down to the ground. Yeah, any, anybody who booed Daniel Cormier, shame on you. I know, because if you cheer for Brock Lesnar and you boo for Daniel Cormier, you're an asshole or a racist. I don't know which one yet. But they cheer for John Jones. Because they, they like. He's an open druggie at this yeah, point. But John Jones don't like black people. <laughs> I know, I just said that, and mad people are going to be like, where do you get that You're from? You're going to put down a shirt with Kanye. Yo, but that's I'm just. That's going to be the new thing. John no just more, doesn't strike me no as that George guy. Bush. Like, John Jones will not be in New Orleans if. Never. He would never be in Baton Rouge. He'd never be in Minnesota. You, ha- you make a, a strong case. The man lives in New Mexico. There's not many of us out there. Well, he, he doesn't have to, like, like interact us. with us as often. Um, you know, I, I don't know. He doesn't cape up for anything. He really Nothing. didn't say anything. Nothing. He, I've not, already said my story on this show before, how this dude just That's the case your boy Michael Jordan doesn't like black people. But I think that's pretty much out there already. Well, everybody knows that. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I <laughs> like, think that's out there like, already. Everybody knows that Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player and the biggest douchebag in the world. Yeah. Everybody knows that. John Jones, down the same path. How did we get to this talking about John Jones? I don't know, Jones. Druggy Jones. Every time we talk about DC, Jones just creeps up into the discussion. So, we okay. We have talked to, about him for two years, hopefully. So, so the unfortunate thing is, is that DC can't win. And this is what the thing we have to recognize He's not going to fight John Jones. John Jones will probably hit with a minimum six-month suspension. There's no reason for Cormier to be obsessed with him anymore. But if he doesn't beat John Jones, people are going to call him a paper champion. They looked at what he did against Anderson Silva, who is a legend, who beat Michael Bisping to a lot of people. and He knocked him out. Corm- my, my two eyes saw him <laughs> knock him out. And Cormier can't win for winning. 
Like, he, I, I can't believe this. Like, what does this man have to do? How do you give Hendo the title fight and not Anderson Silva after you saw with your two eyes that he knocked him out? Because it's Henderson. If you want to it's sell. It's UFC 100. I, like, dude, I, I get it. I get it. We talk, I get it. I get it. I just don't understand that. I don't necessarily agree with it. And which 100%. is why if Anderson would have beat DC, he would have got that title shot ASAP. Then he would have lost. But two the days. He might have, yeah. I mean, dude. I think he knocks him out. He could. I don't know. He it's not like he was better against DC than he did against Bisping. That's what I'm saying. Anderson then looks spectacular against Michael Bisping. Like, let's be honest. Before he caught him with that knee, we no, like, no, no, because he wasn't throwing anything. Yeah, he was. It's just you know, it's it's Anderson. Yeah, whatever. But DC sadly will just not get respect. He's never getting respect until he beats John Jones. Nah, he got to retire. We got to you know look back maybe at like his it's, Hall of Fame induction. People be like, yo, you know what? That guy is a pretty good fighter. I had an epiphany. He's Joe Frazier. True. I like mean, Joe Frazier was the champion, then Ali came back. Now, granted, Ali didn't do coke, but <laughs> and run over a pregnant woman. Yes. Granted, that didn't happen. Amongst but other things. As long as Frazier was a champ, people wouldn't recognize him as a champ when Ali came back. That's and but this the difference is, is that Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali eventually fought three times in some spectacular fights. Yeah, John Jones may never fight DC again because we DC thought is we old. were going to get the yeah we thought we were going to get the three fight Frazier Ali narrative, and uh, what nah, a nightmare! I don't know who Jones. Yo, we're going to have a completely different division by the time he comes back. Yo, when he comes back, Kids, people we don't even know of like are going to be in the title hunt. Look, when John Jones comes back, Dan Henderson might be about fifty years old. Still fighting. <laughs> in real life. Throwing like, H-bombs. Still landing <laughs> that right hand. But, all right, moving on. What's next? Uh, so we talked Kane. Aldo. Jose Aldo beat Jose Frankie. Aldo. Uh, he looked good. Uh, um, Here, I got to say. Frankie I, looked bad more so than I think Aldo looks good. I'll and call bullshit on that. Agree. I will call bullshit on that right out the gate. Jose Aldo looked phenomenal that fight. He did everything right. Frankie, there was nothing Frankie could have done differently. He didn't throw his trademark leg kicks. He I, didn't I need thought, to. You know, his, his foot movement was great. His hips. He, how yeah. many takedowns did he avoid? Dude, that's, this is that's not. That's his bag. Yeah, Frankie, that's crazy. it was just Jose Aldo being Jose Aldo again. Like, he got, he got knocked down 13 seconds, and it did nothing to his confidence. To me, it was Jose Aldo being UFC champ Jose Aldo, which is cool, which worked for, you know, damn near, what, half a decade. Um, it's not good enough to beat McGregor. It's not. You, he has to be WEC killer Aldo to beat McGregor, and he doesn't have it. There was a couple times he stunned Frankie. Like, Frankie drops to a knee, and Aldo's just like, oh, let me let him back up and outpoint him. But like, who finishes Frankie Edgar? You, no, he didn't even try. I don't care if you do. Just try. Uh, and no. he didn't, and he doesn't have that killer mentality anymore, and Connor is going to pick him apart. You want to stand toe-to-toe with Conor McGregor for 25 minutes? I don't care how good Aldo is. He couldn't stand toe-to-toe with McGregor for 13 seconds. You want to do it for 25 minutes? He caught one in a bad night. Conor 25 McGregor, Conor McGregor just lost to Nate Diaz. And I'm going to stick by this okay. because Conor McGregor lost to Nate Diaz. We're we don't, this in August. We don't know who Conor McGregor is right now. Okay. Because Conor McGregor also he's fighting another fighter at 170 pounds. You tell me Jose is going to fight McGregor at 170? I'll give you – No, right. no, no. We'll no, see. We're talking They're about, fighting at 145? He we're ain't standing about, with Conor for 25 we're minutes. We're talking about Conor McGregor having to make 145 again after walking around trying to make 170 for two fights and having to come right back to the featherweight division to fight Jose Aldo. I'm done doubting the guy. I mean, he's lost before. What, I mean, I, I sometimes I'm not doubting it. Sometimes I, there's just a fighter's fighter, yo, and that guy's a fighter. But I'm just saying, like, back to your point to say that Frankie, it was, this was Jose Aldo fighting a phenomenal fight. I don't, there's nothing that Frankie could have done. I think Frankie... What could he have done differently? I don't in this know. Fight? He, his heart, like as soon as he couldn't get him down, I, I feel like that was his game plan in his head. 
And as soon as he bricked out on the takedowns, he was just like, I'm out. Like, he was still there, there was no plan B. What do you do when a man takes away all of your weapons? Like, it's fight, like fighting Floyd you Mayweather. Are, when he takes away all your weapons, you have nothing left. All Blitzkrieg. you can do is wait for the end of the fight. There's a Blitzkrieg. I don't know. Like, there's enough film out there. You you go back. You you have to have what a plan B. What film do you B? have about Jose Aldo except for Conor McGregor knocking him out? You have to figure out how to get him into a slugfest so you can at least have a chance to to get a miracle You watch him, but man, when does that happen? When has Jose Aldo been in a slugfest? Chad Mendez, second fight. And what happened? Uh, Chad... Knocked him down once. He knocked Chad down twice. And who won? Jose. But at least it gives you a chance. Like, Chad knew coming into that fight. Once again, it's a plan B. Chad knew coming into that fight. I'm not talented enough to stand with this man for five rounds and beat him. I'm going to, you know, engage him into fisticuffs yeah, and then just, hope that I can knock him out. And he got a, a minute shot and couldn't finish it, and Jose made him pit. It's just Frankie's not that kind of fighter. It's, it's another case where A beats B and B beats C, but C might beat A. Like, I still think Frankie could beat Conor, Conor McGregor. Because Conor's takedowns are nowhere near as good as Jose's. Therein lies the problem. And it sucks for Frankie because Frankie deserved to get Conor McGregor. And that's what really sucks for yeah. Frankie McGregor. Conor like, whacked him out. Like Frankie He shouldn't have fought Aldo at all. Right. Like, you know, like Julian's like, I'm not taking another fight. It's what Frankie should have done. Unfortunate. Now we're here and, and Frankie's going to have to. Now Frankie's going to have to deal with fucking Max Holloway. All possibilities. Conor, Conor might have just, like, really put all his energy into that Aldo fight in December and just been gassed against anyone in February. So if that was Frankie, even at 145, Connor, maybe he gets Connor that night. Maybe Connor just, you know, just spent all his, he just, his high was too high and he came back and then, you know, Nate took, took the glory. Yeah. All right. Let's RDA might've beat him that night. Um, Mr. Rousey. Yes, uh, Mr. Rousey, we touched on him. Him and Ronda are going to have babies. They're going to go to a nice little farm in Temecula, raise cattle, and have so, some babies. Hey, I'm going to Temecula in like a week or two. I might see him down there. That, that's what they're going <laughs> to set up both shop. at the bar. Like, uh, sucks for both of you, huh? He was flattened. I wish Kane would have caught him clean with that kick and knocked him out with that. that roundhouse? Yo, when he did it, what was your first reaction? One, I, honest to God, I was like, how did he get his head up, his leg up that high? When Kane threw I think the, the flexibility—he's—I just picture him doing ballet on like the ballet bar, like just stretching his leg Son. for six weeks in the media room. I said bullshit. That's the first <laughs> thing I said. I was like, "Get out of here!" Kane did not just throw a wheel kick, but he did, and then he did it again. Yeah, highlight yeah, I mean, of the fight. Everything else didn't matter. That's that's clowning though. When he was like, "This guy doesn't belong in the cage." Yeah, I'm gonna try some new shit. And if I just wanted him to knock him out with that, so I could be like, put the Ronda getting kicked by Holly and him getting kicked by Kane side by side. Like, yeah. that's their wedding pictures. Like, that's some shit, like, when you come and you're at the little thing and people sign in and you get your little nameplate, they always have, like, those cute little pictures there, couples. <laughs> I'd put that shit on the table. Both of them just getting kicked in the face. Amazing. <laughs> they, it it would have been such a great thing. I, I go to that reception. Uh, no, yeah, they're just going to go have babies, man. She doesn't want to be kicked in the head anymore. He's tired of getting beat up. Uh, he's regressed so much from le since leaving Jackson's. Like, it's the dumbest move. You, you know what? You got the girl... You lost your career. It, it is what it is. She got enough money probably that y'all don't got to worry about it, but it's it's horrible for him as a fighter. And if his pride is in being a fighter and not Mr. Rousey, he, he's hurt. He got to go. She ain't going to – like, at this point, I wish I could sit down with him, like, on, on some real stuff, like, not an interview. Be like, bro, she ain't going to leave you now. Like, you good. You're yeah. in there. You know what? Put a baby in her. She ain't never leaving. Go train. We'll see. Like, go back to a good gym. Look, Paul you George Paul George told me one time when we were, I was doing the documentary, Paul George told me, I don't associate with losers. And I kind of think that Ronda thinks like that, too. 
<laughs> so like he got Travis, one more fight. Like Travis got home and like Ronda was sitting on the couch like motherfucker. Like you you was supposed to win this for both of us. Like how you gonna make me look like that like, in front we of can't company? Both lose. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like me and you, like you and your girl go out and you guys get in a fight with another couple. If both y'all get your asses whooped, it's like what good are you? <laughs> what are you here for? If you can't hold up your end of the bargain, that's how I feel. I could be wrong. I could be absolutely wrong. I just feel like Ronda looks at it like I lost. That doesn't mean you're supposed to lose. To I would him. tell him like, "Yo, go back to Jackson," but he can't even do that because Holly's there, and Ronda really doesn't want to see that shit every day. She'd be like, "Yo, I can never visit you in camp. <laughs> Yo, this long distance stuff ain't gonna work out." Or she gonna be sending him the text? Did you talk to her today at practice? <laughs> he be like, "Yo, babe, leave me alone. It's just Holly." She prayed for me. Yeah, <laughs> we're just friends, babe. You're friends with her? Oh my god, that'd be the best conversation. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right, uh, you know the Fox Sports One card was kind of just blah to what, me. The fight night card? Uh, no. As far as the prelims, UFC 200. Oh. Uh, Sage Northcutt, mediocre win. We'll just touch on these real quick. Whatever. It was his time to become a star. And to really shine, he's not ready. He break out on that. It's um, like a triple. It's like a double A minors guy playing in the big leagues. And you're like, dude, clearly you're not ready yet. Yeah, you just gotta let him strike out. But a we bit. had somebody on the DL, so we're gonna give you this shot, and then we'll see what you got. Nope, he's not ready. Like Kevin Lee will destroy Sage Northcutt. Oh no, nah, Kevin Lee called him. Not doing that. Yeah, nah. I mean, <laughs> the kid's twenty. Let's not let's not kill him. Uh, I'm sure, that's what Dana's thinking. And then we have Big Rig, not making weight, coming in looking sloppy. It's over. Johnny Bellator. Yeah, it's John, a wrap. Look, Johnny Hendricks has hit the wall. Because he can't go up to 185. No, he's like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. He's got little arms, and he's, <laughs> he's not very tall. So, like, there's nothing he can really do. Nah, like, yo. if the man can't handle his nutrition to compete at welterweight, he'll get killed. Like, dude, picture Johnny Hendricks in there with Luke Rockhold. Please. <laughs> It'll be worse than a Wonderboy fight. And, like, and the, the bad thing was, like, I think I picked Hendricks, too, in that fight. And then I saw Before him. Before he, like, like well, the I saw, weight. I saw, no, so. it wasn't that. It's the fact he didn't have a beard. And I was like, what did I do? Oh, yeah. Nah, Johnny was, <laughs> nah. What, did, did it's I like just, when Drake shaved off his beard for a yeah, second. It's like, it's like, nah, bro. Like, it's like, hey, man, you just cost me money. Like, yeah, that ain't as cool, soon man. as the beard was gone, I was like, oh, he's done. He, like Samson. The it, power's in the hair? Woo! Yeah. Or just push your tea in it? Yeah, it's too. <laughs> Forget it. Uh, what else is on there real quick that we can run down? Oh, we talked about Pena versus Engano a little bit. Yeah, I mean Joe Lozon killing Diego Sanchez in a round. Which yeah, we we all, everybody expected a war. It was just kind of a one-sided. Nuke. All all finishes. Yeah, first they, round they, finishes. Look, the prelims, the pre the Facebook card, Facebook card. What no, year? That doesn't happen anymore. Fight pass the fight pass card. <laughs> what year is this? Yeah, right. Made us think we were about to have a night of like knockouts and explode. Like, oh shit, people are getting knocked out. Ah! And then we got to the main card. We were like, fuck. People were better off paying for the Fight Pass <laughs> membership and just skipping out on a pay per view. It, it just like on the real. Like, I would have paid the ten dollars instead of the sixty. You would left happy. So let, let's let's wrap this up. UFC um, two hundred or disappointment? Yeah, it, it fell short. Two hundred two. Connor, yo, Connor doesn't lie. <laughs> There's one thing he does. Mystic Mac doesn't lie. He got up on the stage during his press conference last week. And he said, this is the real UFC 200. And 202 is the real UFC 200. So if you guys didn't buy your tickets or if you got refunded, that they were giving you refunds, just rebook for August. Come out here and enjoy the fights because that fight card is insane. And we're going to see, you know, Garbrandt's on that. He's going to put on a show. It's going to be great top to bottom. Yeah, like DJ Khaled would say, you're smart. You smart. It, dude, 200 was, I think um, Big Chris DJ, Wally Sparks, had said this on, on my Twitter. He was like, it was like WrestleMania. 
It was like a super stacked card, and then it happened. And then you're like, eh. Yeah. Like, when it ended, you're like, all right, well. It's nice to be here. Yeah, it was like, wow, that was monumental. I enjoyed the Shake Shack. Yeah, <laughs> that's, but, that's, that's what you take away. Yeah, like, you shake, just start finding other yo, shit that was really good. The Shake Shack was phenomenal. Oh, this is great. I had a Shake Shack and I had a pizza. <laughs> you just spent all 30 in one go? Look, no. So I, they give media $30 vouch- uh, worth of vouchers to eat for free. And we all just ransacked Shake yo, Shack. Yo, I went to Shake Shack, had a burger, and then... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because my man here still has his damn voucher. Why didn't you get this to me while we was there, son? Goddamn. Look, I had shake. Keith, Keith, we got problems, man. Well, <laughs> I, had, I had a burger and I had a shake when I first got there. Like, I ran. I was like, yo, got to go eat now because if I don't eat now, I'm never going to eat. And then it was like right before, I think it was with Danny Acosta, and we're standing there and we're watching Lesnar and Mark Hunt. And I looked at Danny. I was like, yo, I'm about to go get a pizza. I was like, I still got fifteen dollars left. And yep. I, went, I ran and went and got me a pizza. And as soon as I got my two pizza, sat down. Misha Tate was getting killed by a man in New York. I did right the same time. thing right before the main card. I was like, yo, I still got fifteen dollars. I gotta spend this. They had this uh carvery where they're just shaving meats. Oh word. Yeah, and they have like uh oh, it's like the Chicago like style shaved meat joint. It's like a mm. beef sandwich, like onions and pepper. It was delicious. I was just and they carve it right off the thing. Just how right many days there. until two oh two? Yeah, right. <laughs> They, they sent out a UFC email, like, what can we improve? What was great? You know what? I'm be like, yo, keep the tent. I don't even care. Give us $45 in vouchers, and we call it even. Yo, you have to roll me out of T-Mobile at that point. <laughs> I need to focus on the fights, not eating. <laughs> You're going to see every picture of me just taking selfies in front of the cage with, like, just mad food. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that, that was that. Um, Joanna did her thing to touch on that. Shout out to Joanna. We talked about that fight a little bit. Uh, that's... Well, I, yeah, you picked Eddie Alvarez to beat Rafael Dos Anjos. I did, I did. Dos Anjos talking too much about GSP and other people. It's like, my man, you got to fight right now. You might want to focus on your opponent. It's never a good thing when you're talking about someone else. You were Kinda right. Kind of like Connor. You, you know what? You're going for three belts, and you're talking about Robbie Lawler and all this shit, and yeah. Nate Diaz punches you in the face. Uh, it's never a good thing to lose focus. But besides that, we got to cut the segment short because we got a guest coming yes, in right sir. now. Really great talking to him. Uh, we'll see what's up with Vegas Dave. Because he's in San Diego some right, somewhere weeping. right now. Weeping. Weeping. Over the million dollars. He's probably not weeping. Uh, no, nah, he got it. He's, he, he's good for that. This is Kel Dansby, and you're listening to The Corner Podcast. If you're in Las Vegas, make sure you stop by the Las Vegas Fight Shop at the Planet Hollywood Hotel and Casino. It's right on the strip. They have the best gear, wrestling, MMA. Even if you fight, they have combat gear. Get your gloves here. You need a gi? They got it. Anything you can think in combat sports, you can find it here at the Las Vegas Fight Shop. And if you show up on Wednesdays, you get to see me and Andreas Hale record our show. So once again, if you're in Vegas, if you're here to see a fight, a concert, you're just here to gamble and get your club on. Make sure you stop by the Las Vegas Fight Shop at the Planet Hollywood Hotel and Casino. All right, right now we're welcoming our guest in, Jessica Hoy. She's going to fight on the Invicta FC 18 card coming up at the end of the month, July 29th. I know you're excited about that. Uh, before we kind of dig into that fight, let the people know just a little bit about you and kind of your road uh, into MMA and what led you to fighting professionally. Well, when I was a kid, I always begged my mom to try karate classes or taekwondo because all my friends were into that and I thought it looked exciting. Um, After years and years of begging, she let me do some American kickboxing, but when I got frustrated with classes, she was all too happy to let me quit. I begged to be on the wrestling team in high school, but I would get ringworm or break my nose. I wasn't allowed to do that either. Uh, So fast forward, I popped out a few kids. I met uh, 
my current husband and uh, he was really into MMA and so he's like all right if we're gonna hang out we got to watch some MMA you got to be cool with watching some MMA <laughs> it's like okay I was like oh this is really freaking cool like it's like the kung fu movies only real because I had only heard of uh, pro wrestling and that was fighting to me <laughs> um, but anyway, when he expressed an interest in training and working with me on grappling, because he uh, has some grappling skills, uh, I was interested. I was also from a domestic abuse situation in my previous relationship, and uh, I wanted to be able to defend myself, and I thought, well, why not? And I fell in love with the sport from there. Uh, so we joined a gym in Bellingham, Washington, and more recently, like this last year, uh, we hopped in a trailer and went to find a new gym that would kind of support our pro careers, and we ended up here at Syndicate MMA. Okay, there's a lot to digest here. You said you popped out a cute few kids. How old are your children? <laughs> How old are they? Three kids, 11, 9, and 7. What do they think about mommy fighting? They think it's pretty cool, but of course it's just normal for them. Uh, they've been on the side of the mats since they were very young now, and it doesn't seem much different from anybody else to them. <laughs> they would win that argument that my mom could kick your mom's ass in, in a lot of discussions. I'm sure they probably haven't used it yet, but I'm sure that it's in the back of their head that my mom could whoop your mom's ass. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when did you realize that MMA was actually something that you could do as a career? Because it seems like you got into it for the love of the sport, and then it seemed like it transitioned into something that you were like, this could be something that's for real for me. Uh, I'd say probably after my first fight, uh, I had seen some teammates from my first gym fight and I was like, ooh, I got to do that. Uh, but after actually getting in there my first time and testing myself and getting a win, which definitely helped, <laughs> um, uh, and just the rush of that, the preparation, um, the mental and physical advances I had to make for that fight, I just fell in love with it and realized I had a bit of a knack for it. So decided to go down that road. You mentioned that you came down here and now you're training at Syndicate. What makes Syndicate so special? Why is that the gym that, you know, coming all the way from Washington, you're like, I have to be here to train, and it really, you know, drew you in? Well, we had heard uh, whispers in the MMA community uh, about Syndicate when we were in Washington. Uh, Corey Hendricks, uh, who fights out of there and who was recently on uh, The Ultimate Fighter, he grew up in a very close town to where I was living. He was uh, grew up in Linden. I was in Everson. They're right next to each other. So uh, we had actually initially fought on a couple cards together when I first uh, got into MMA. Uh, so when we were making our travels, we hit uh, El Nino and San Francisco. Uh, we were going to try out Kings, but we came here uh, in the middle of it and just fell in love with the atmosphere with the uh, dedication the coaches have to their fighters uh, and it's just a really great gym and now looking forward to you know two weeks from now you're going to be in the Invicta cage do you have any jitters anything that goes along is there anything different than you know even from your first match to now how do you approach it do you approach anything differently well, I'm approaching a lot of things differently, um, trying to get less amped up for the fight, trying to be more calm about it. I want to go in there with less of a, I'm going to kill my opponent sort of mindset, um, because that's where I've made lots of uh, mistakes before, and uh, try to be more calm. 
And but the most of the jitters come from the weight cut. I'm, I like to eat. I really love food. If you follow my Instagram, it's mostly about complaining about the weight cut and just jokes about overeating. And I can't do that right now. So the biggest uh, worry is making weight that <laughs> weight cut that's coming up really soon and how miserable that is. And once I make those make that weight, don't have to be in the sauna suit anymore. I'm going to be so relieved. It will just be fight time. And that's play time. I was just going to say, because it seems like the weight cut's the hard part, so when you get in the cage, it's, it's fun time now. It's like, this is what I work for, so look, let's have some fun. Yes, my last fight I took at uh, 155, and I didn't have to cut weight for that, and uh, I was more nervous getting in the cage. All my other fights I had taken at 145, and I had to cut a significant amount of weight for them, and so I was so panicked about that that when it came to get in the cage, that was just the fun stuff. So I'm excited to have all the pressure be on the weight cut instead of the fight. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the fight itself. What do you know about your opponent? Um, and like for, for people that are listening to the show, like talk about what they should expect in this fight. See, uh, Aspen Lad in her previous fights has uh, pushed uh, forward a lot. Um, she's got a great ground game, uh, ground and pound. So I've been working a lot of movement, a lot of uh, just striking and brushing up on my ground game, making sure I can get off of the bottom, uh, just making sure I have a really full toolbox when I get into the cage. We are seeing more women, you know, especially at the 145-pound division, uh, just be comfortable and fight and put on exciting fights, but yet we see the UFC kind of shy away from adding that division. You talked about your weight cut. Do you see as a fighter, you know, being able to make like 135 in the future? Or do you think it's a division that needs to be added at the highest level? Well, this fight is actually at 135, which is why it's an extra strenuous weight cut. <laughs> You're very cheery for making the extra weight cut. It's the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it really depends. I mean, we have some great fighters at 145. We have great white fighters at 135 uh, but there just needs to be more women uh, involved in the sport and really pushing forward uh, so there's the amount of women that makes it uh, more available because it is it for a larger woman it is definitely difficult to get down to 135 but if you could make 145 you probably can make 135 just like if you could make uh, 125 you could probably go up Sorry, that's the weight cut talking. I'm like, math, hard. <laughs> no, there's no problem. Um, we talked about it a little earlier in the show, but there's a lot of parity at 135. We've just seen the belt change hands four times pretty much in the past year. Uh, not even, it's like six months, right? Four different champions. Um, what do you attribute this parity towards? And do you think for so long we talked about Ronda Rousey being so far ahead of the curve do you feel like the exposure and notoriety is lessening that that gap between fighters i think the like in early men's mma uh we had more specialized fighters uh, so rousey had her judo she was you know just thrown down getting those arm bars uh, but as soon as she encountered somebody who had counter striking she was in trouble uh, and we're just finding these diverse skill sets and as we get more women training for longer, uh, coming from more diverse backgrounds, it's going to see a similar evolution that men's MMA has. That's my prediction anyway. So as a female fighter who's looking to make her way, uh, hopefully the UFC, 
when you watched UFC 200 weekend and the best fight on the card was Joanna and Claudia and the main event was Misha and Amanda, did you think like it's finally that the women have arrived? I mean, they've been here, but it seems like to headline and also have the best fight on a truly stacked card means a lot and monumental for women's MMA. It definitely does. It's a fantastic time to be in women's MMA. It's uh, still on its rise, but it's getting all this attention and it's finally uh, being legitimized uh, used to be more of kind of like a freak show sort of thing kind of a spectacle right. but then we get real fighters like Joanna uh, and Claudia just throwing down the whole time I got to actually go to that fight it was sick <laughs> uh, and then uh, you know Misha and Nuna is just showing you know real skill sets uh, just that upper level of training and it's only going up from here gotta ask you would you let your kids do MMA? Some people like they, they play football and it's like my kids will never play football. And I always thought that was weird, but maybe because some people understand the threats that are in the sport. But for you, would you let your kids do MMA? Uh, my kids actually do train at Syndicate. They do not spar. I don't feel like um, with their brains developing that they should be getting impact at this point. And uh, back at our old gym, I had my daughter go into a grappling tournament. Her coach said she was ready. She was so not ready. And she got choked unconscious, and it was the most traumatizing experience I've had. <laughs> so uh, they're not going to be competing, but training jujitsu skills, Muay Thai skills with pads on bags, uh, that I'm totally cool with. <laughs> and I, I just believe it uh, helps their nervous system and their uh, gross motor skills in a way that other sports just don't quite tap into more nerve-wracking heading into your fight or watching your kids compete oh, watching my kids compete for sure <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt like that was going to be the answer i saw like the mom come out of you when we we're discussing yeah. it uh, before we let you go let everyone know where to find you social media and everything um <clears throat> on instagram i'm at bacan mma uh bacan is b-a kick-ass ninja so b-a-k-a-n and then uh that's my handle on Twitter and Facebook as well. Make sure you guys check out the fights in Victor FC 18, July 29th. We can't wait to watch it. Awesome. You're doing great with the weight cut, so I know it's going to be a great fight. <laughs> thank you very much. And can I say a really quick thank you to Fighter Alias, uh, Mal, and Maverick Unbranded. Those are my sponsors, and they're sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Uh, everybody stay tuned. We'll be back with more of the show. This is Kel Dansby, and you're listening to The Corner Podcast. If you're in Las Vegas, make sure you stop by the Las Vegas Fight Shop at the Planet Hollywood Hotel and Casino. It's right on the strip. They have the best gear, wrestling, MMA. Even if you fight, they have combat gear. Get your gloves here. Need a gi? They got it. Anything you can think in combat sports, you can find it here at the Las Vegas Fight Shop. And if you show up on Wednesdays, you get to see me and Andres Hale record our show. So once again, if you're in Vegas, if you're here to see a fight, a concert, you can just hear the gamble and get your club on. Make sure you stop by the Las Vegas Fight Shop at the Planet Hollywood Hotel and Casino. All right, everybody, what's up? We're back. Thanks for staying through the commercial break. Now we got to talk wrestling, boxing. Andres kind of like spent and burnt out on boxing, but we got to talk about it. We were talking during the break about the Crawford fight coming up this week, next weekend. Next week. Look, 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 look. People don't even know. We're just talking about it. Can I don't even know when start, it's going to happen. Can we start with Gennady Golovkin versus Kell Brook first? Oh, yeah. I forgot that was announced. Yo, see, I'm, I'm out of it, too. Triple G's fighting Kell Brook in London in September. 
And people are going apeshit over this fight. Good job Ke- by Kell Brook to get the fight in London. Because so, he's not the A-side. No, he's not. But he's going to be the, he's a star where he's from. This, this is a money fight for London, for America. I don't know what it means. But what do you, do you think that Triple G should be cri- criticized just like Canelo was criticized for fighting Khan? Uh, no, it's a different, whole different beast. Uh, Kell Brook is undefeated. Kell Brook beat Sean Porter. Um, we saw Amir Khan got s- slept by Danny Garcia. So it was like, he's moving up. I don't know if he can even take a punch. Kell Brook has shown defensively that he can avoid punches. He's a smarter fighter. He's a champion at the time in which he's fighting Triple G. Amir Khan was not a champion. This isn't a cupcake fight. You know what? It's the it's one of the only people that will fight him. It's someone who can earn money, and this guy has the accolades they wished Amir Khan had to sell it versus Canelo Alvarez. So it's completely different build up to the fight. So you know what? The only thing similar are the weight classes. That's it. And honestly, people in fighting, we talked to Sean when he comes on the show about this. The weight classes, when you get those three divisions, there's so much talent, throw that shit out the window. Sean is willing. Sean will go back up. Sean's fought heavier. He fights at 147 now. He's fought, what, as high as 168? Yeah. Sean has fought. Like, when you're that close and the heights are different, yo, throw it out the window. Just take the best fights, and this was the best fight for Triple G. Yeah. Eubanks backed out, though. You know, Eubanks. Yeah. He, he was up. talking. He was talking a lot. Mad, like, he was yo, talking at Canelo. He was like, "Yo, talk. Kel, you signed that contract? Yeah, you bitch." I, <laughs> like that's how. Get away from me. Look, I agree with you 100. percent Like people that's criticizing this fight, like I get it because I feel like there should be a another middleweight for Triple G to fight. It's not his fault. Nobody wants to fight him. No. Now people are like, "Well, maybe a junior middleweight." Well, okay. I get it. But um, find me one that's gonna do the draw like Kell Brook. This is all Canelo's fault, by the Lara way. Lara was the other option. I'm that's guessing. the only other person. He doesn't draw like that, though. No, he doesn't. The fight would have had to be here. You would have had to put in LA. Use Triple G. It'll be the form. Yeah, you know, Triple G would have had to bring in everything. In this case, Triple G would bring in the pay per views. You just gotta show up. Yeah, I mean, the gate is handled. Yeah, you just gotta show up. So, the criticism, like, I, I get what people are trying to say. Well, if you criticize Canelo, but this is Canelo's fault. The reason why we're even having this fight is because Canelo won't fight him in September. Yeah, well, because it's Oscar's fault. Yeah, well, yeah, I it's really think, Oscar's I fault. I think Canelo's crazy enough to fight him. Yeah, Canelo do it. Yeah, I, Canelo I, I, I stop blaming care. Canelo. Like, it's not Canelo's no, fault. No, it's not. Oscar is like, nah, bro. Like, it, it, yeah. Oscar's saving my money. Yeah, like, that's I, what it is. You ain't robbing the bank yet, Gennady. <laughs> not going to rob the bank. So, okay, now we're going to spend more time talking about Terrence Crawford and Victor Postal next week. Yeah. So, but Pacquiao's coming back. Supposedly. Well, Pacquiao says he's not coming back. <laughs> Bob Arum. I, I read your article, so I posted mine. I was like, yo, Pacquiao's coming back. I checked out. I was playing Pokemon and shit. I came back. I checked your article. And I was like, wait, he denied all this? Yo. Like, what the hell did I just spend time writing on? And I was like, oh, I, I was like, let me do these edits real quick. But I ain't going into depth on this. Andreas did it. I'll just funnel people <laughs> to him. So what happened, for those that don't know, is that Dan Raphael of ESPN did an interview with Bob Arum. And Bob Arum said that he's reserved. Uh, he's looking to reserve a fight for Manny Pacquiao November 5th or October. He reserved 20th. October 20-something already at the Mandalay. No, and October pa- 15th was 15th. at the Mandalay. And then Pacquiao couldn't do it, so now he's looking to reserve a new date. Right. But it's like, yo, how are you not fighting? But a date was reserved. Well, he's holding out hope. But then Manny Pacquiao, cause, and the other thing was it wasn't just Bob Aaron. Michael Kantz, who was Pacquiao's advisor, also said, yeah, 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 we're, we're trying to figure this out. Manny gets on Facebook and is like, no, 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 fuck all that. I don't know what you're talking about. Now, it's like, 
Dude, they, they talked about Adrian Broner pricing himself out of the fight. So it seems like Bobby Arum's doing all this work. And Jinky is telling Manny, are you fighting again, Manny? And Manny's like, no, no, I'm not fighting. Everyone controls Manny Pacquiao's life except for Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, that's really what it boils down to. And, and the tax problems, all this stuff, we should have been known that. We sh- it should have been no question to this. Everyone knows what's going on in this man's life. They know his bank account numbers, everyone besides him. You know what he wants? He goes up to his wife. He goes up to Aaron. He's like, yo, do I have enough money to build 10 huts? Give me, give me, can I build 25 huts today in the Philippines? You know what, Manny? Yeah, have this money. Just, just, he gets an allowance, and he spends it on the people. He, don't know, he doesn't care or know anything else besides that. He'll go, Manny, we're running a little low. Okay, I, I got to fight? Who, who I beat up? And then he goes in there, and he puts hands. He gets the next check. He don't see none of it. Aaron takes his 55% cut off the top. The wife gets 30. Pacquiao gets 15% to build a, you know, an escuela in the Philippines. <laughs> Little kids learn some English and uh, learn learn some good shit. I would like to say that everything that you just said is untrue, but it's probably true. <laughs> so <laughs> it kind of leaves us in this weird spot where Manny Pacquiao's denying that he's fighting because Jinky's probably yelling at him like, Manny, you didn't tell me that you were going to fight. And Manny's like, he just wants to fight somebody. Manny spends no money. I feel like she spends mad dough. Who knows? Mad dough. They're probably I- living like kings in the Philippines. All my Filipino friends say if you got like a smidgen of money, you're doing it big out You there. got a 20 in your pocket, you're like a millionaire. Yo, they're probably living just lavish. So they got half the island probably carved if, out. If Manny comes back and Adrian Broner is let's just talk let's just talk about how stupid this man is. If he's asking for as much money that price yo You fight you, for whatever they're offering. You're not worth it. Fight for whatever they're offering. You're not Floyd. Don't play hardball. He thinks he's Floyd. Like how, how? are you gonna hardball Manny Pacquiao? Al Heyman's just tight right now. Because <laughs> Al Heyman's like, you only got so much left in you. You gonna turn this down? Yo, fire him. Like, dude, get him feed him the Errol Spence. Get him out yeah, of here. Yeah, That's going to be the punishment now. Yeah. Feed him Errol Spence. Get him out of here. Feed him to Keith. Get him out of here. Be like, Broner, Adrian, Adrian, you're going to take this fight? You, We'll give you Spence. Yep. You're like, no, please, no Spence. Like, overpay him to die in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> like, pay him enough to do something stupid that he'll get killed in the ring. Yeah, that's going to be The man said he's voting for Trump. Come on, oh, man. God. Get this kid He's out of here. adamant about that, too. I'm tight about Adrian Broner. He's just um, dumb. The other talks for Pacquiao and Garcia, it's like there's so many weird talks out there for a fight that's not happening, according to Manny. So uh, I guess we could table this until Manny comes yeah. and says something else on Facebook. Yeah, we got to get past that. The last thing about boxing we have to talk, uh, Wilder versus Chris Ariola. Is that this weekend? That's, <laughs> that's this weekend. <laughs> Damn, boxing. Uh, How'd y'all go so wrong, man? Okay, Chris so Ariola wrong? dies in like six. Oh, you're giving him six. Yeah. He looks chunky and out of shape all the time. Doesn't I'm giving he him always four. look chunky and out of yeah, shape? Yeah, I just can't. He I can can't take do a it. punch for as long as, you know, he can. Until his face starts breaking. It's clear. It, if Wilder doesn't knock him out, there's a problem. I'm just, once again, wake me up when we see Wilder versus Joshua. That's it. <laughs> well, you, I don't care about either one of know, them until they're standing face to face. You're going to be like Rip Van Winkle because you have <laughs> this big, long beard because, son, they ain't fighting anytime soon. Yo, they got to make it happen. They do, but not. If you, if you my go, heart's on the table. Come on, boxing man, just change. You see everything <laughs> else around, like <laughs> you like be you, cool. You like your plea with your girl, like That's please it. change. Just Quit change. being a cheating whore and just change. That's it. I'm just, trying. I'm trying to turn a whole entire housewife with boxing. Being a committed relationship. Come on, baby. just. It's not I know it's in there. Boxes will always cheat on you. Nah. Boxing doesn't care about your feelings. Come on, girl. I know. <laughs> that's what you gotta put. <laughs> I, I know you better than that. It's a gold digger. <laughs> it only cares about the money. It doesn't care about love. Nah. 
my boy in Kansas City, uh, we went to a strip club. He does radio out there. Shout out to him. I won't even drop his full name. Uh, we go to a strip club, and strip clubs are kind of like sketchy. You got to go like. You don't say. Yeah, you got to go deep. <laughs> uh, but we go out there, and there's like this one, like these girls, they were kind of like 22, 25, and they're dope for Kansas City standards. So he's like eyes wide and all this stuff. And uh, we were chilling. I was talking to a stripper, and he was like, she's giving her, like, her whole life story. We are chilling, and she's like, give me a lap dance for free because she just got lost in conversation. And he was like, yo, you're the strip club whisperer. I was like, nah. I was like, this is just, like, normal conversation in Vegas. You go to strip clubs, not spend money. Go there and talk. So he was like, wow. And then, it, like, he tries to pull a chick over to him, and he's like, you know what? You can just quit this. He was like, just move he in with me. He draped her. Yo, yeah, that was it. <laughs> he tried to save her. And this is, like, that's me with boxing, man. Like, Come on, girl. I'll save you. Don't, you go back to school. <laughs> he draped her. You're better than this. That was his line. Uh, you're, you're better than this. Simpson ain't easy. That, Don't do yo, it. Yo, I'm telling you. That's me in boxing. Come on, boxing. You're better than this. I got it. Come on. Just I've, give us the fights we want. I've accepted boxing as a cheating whore. <laughs> and I've just kind of moved on with my life. Like, I still love her. But I like I know what she is when she comes home. Like, you're dirty. Go take a shower. <laughs> like, you're, you disgust me. Nah, it's it's all bad, man. I don't I don't want to see her wash like that. Like, <laughs> she needs to bounce back. Everybody's going to UFC. That's like the new pretty girl around. Like, yeah. come on, boxing, you still got it. It's all right. I'm I'm doing it. I'm the last one. I'm caving up for boxing. All right. Uh, let's talk WWE before we get out of here because uh, time's running long and we're recording during NXT, which yeah, is no. Finn Balor and Nakamura and the Cruiserweight Classic. So we can't, we're not going to preview none of it. We'll just talk about it next week because yeah. it would be absolutely pointless if we're previewing something that um, you're going to later. One thing that we should talk about real quick, though, one, does Finn go up to the main roster during the draft? And two, how does he do it? Because that's on Tuesday. So we kinda yes, he goes up to the main roster. He's going to lose this week. Yes. Okay. Well, we mean this week. Let's just get drafted. Like, he's going to lose. He gets drafted next week. Next week? Is it next week? It's Tuesday, yeah. We're, Holy shit. We're going to oh. recap the draft on our next show. Yeah, you're right. So, yes. Yeah, you so don't even know what day it is dark, anymore. Man, USC I'm 200 you, just ruined me. <laughs> yeah. I'm ruined. Yeah. My equilibrium's messed up. Like, I'm just, I'm a mess, if man. If you were drinking, you remember this shit, though, by the That's way. That's crazy, right? Just let you know. Just cool me out. Last year, when you were drinking, you, you were spot on. You remembered yeah. everything. Yeah, now it's like, yeah. I don't have my power. Now you're, now, yeah, now you're fresh. Your your mind is yes, it knows too much. Yeah, <laughs> it knows too much. But uh, yeah, I think Finn Balor goes up, and he gets drafted. I have no idea where. See, I, I think Finn goes up. I think AJ Styles gets drafted to Raw. Um, Gallo and Anderson go to SmackDown. It's like, oh my God, what are we gonna do without our leader? And Finn gets drafted to SmackDown, and Finn is the new leader. And we have like them split off because at this point, Styles doesn't need you know an entourage anymore. It was cool to build. A Bullet Club, and we'll just have AJ beat Cena by himself clean. I don't know. Yeah, I can't even fantasy book. Everything's a mess right now. <laughs> can't even do it. Um, so we have that. Cruiserweight Classic, like I said, is on now. The brackets were dope. Bracketology was a great little yeah, show. Morrow and Daniel Bryan should do more of these. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll talk about that, I guess, during the coming weeks. Try to avoid spoilers. Yeah. And we can see, you know, who's going through. Zack Sabre Jr., shout out to you. He's getting a crazy push. Duh. <laughs> oh, shout, out, shout out to the homie Moose He's just signed a deal with TNA Moose uh, Oh Moose Yeah yeah He debuted right Yeah he debuted uh, The other night With his new funny. clothesline His clothesline is his finisher Well his, right it's called The Game Changer the Game Changer And he's, he, he kind of modified it From uh, Okada's Rainmaker Oh So it's a roaring elbow deal Yeah Because you know Okada's his favorite yeah. wrestler So yeah it's funny Because Moose texts me It's clever I like very that Very clever 
he takes me at 200, and he's like, yo, you're at 200? He's like, who do you think is going to win, blah, blah, blah. I was like, hey, man, forget all that. Where are you going? <laughs> like, I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, well, I'm flying to UK Rev Pro. And then, I, you know, I'm going out. Like, he was like, he was like, I don't even know. And I was like, bullshit. You just don't want to <laughs> tell me. He was like, I'll hit you on Tuesday. And oh, well, yeah. Go figure. Makes he's sense. Like, he shows up. On, it's just, it's TNA. Yeah. I mostly get my man, but it's TNA. Somebody so got to get that money. Listen, get the money before they go down, Moose. Yeah, hurry up. Get that cake. And yeah, then make, <laughs> yeah, listen. Adv- yep, <laughs> advance. Yeah, we know. We saw the numbers for final deletion, my man. You give me this yeah, up front. No, 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 no. No pay by the month. Like, no, get it now. No IOU. Give me this up front. I'm telling you, it's going to be final deletion. Moose is going to be riding the moose. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling somebody with, like, music in the back, with football pads. Um, before we talk about Raw and There's nothing to talk about the final that. deletion part two that we saw on Raw. Um, the new deletion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, though. You got you to <laughs> trademark that. New deletion. That is incredible. Um, now, we're going to do our own mock draft here on the podcast where I'm going to be the GM of Raw, you're going to be the GM of SmackDown, and we're going to draft out the rosters, and we'll see if we're anywhere close or if we're even better um, come this time next week. So the way that we're working it is because we're not going to be stupid like the WWE. I'm going to have the entire women's division on Raw so I can see my base, Sasha Banks, every week, and you will have the tag team division on SmackDown. So we're not splitting up tag teams. It, It just makes sense. You know what? Let all the tag teams battle it out. Um, the women get plenty of time to develop their storylines with the three-hour show. So that's how we have it. Now we'll start the draft. I'm a gentleman, so you can draft first. You gave me SmackDown on USA, which ratings will probably fall in a few months, but that's it's all good. I get it. You're live, man. You're live. Stop <laughs> complaining. I, hey, I'm not even trying to sell the show. I'm selling my draft picks. <laughs> For my first-round draft pick, I'm taking Seth Rollins. Obvious reasons, the best performer on the roster, and the dude's a star. There's that. Good job. I'm taking Brock. Hot off of UFC 200. He's going to only wrestle for me four times a year, but I'm going to make bank off of those four times a year. Good job, WWE, for not capitalizing on Brock at UFC 200. And FYI, it comes with Paul Heyman. So it's kind of like drafting two people in one. I got you. All right, I'm taking Kevin Owens because he's Kevin Owens. I think he's he's going to be champ one day. And now my theory in this is that Seth Rollins will eventually become a face. So that's why. Everything else so makes sense. So you picked your heel. Okay. Yeah. Um, four, I have John Cena. I got to have a moneymaker. I got three hours of Raw. Little kids love Raw. You got to come in his tie-dye shirts. Well, now it's a Pabst Blue Ribbon shirt, which I'm not <laughs> sure if kids understand that. They don't. But, uh, you know, in a Trump year to go to a Pap shirt, it, it is what it is, Cena. We'll let you pass. He's hosting the ESPYs right now as we speak. We'll see how he does, and we'll talk about that next week. Um, yep. Cena's number four. I'm taking AJ Styles. Second best, or maybe the best performer on the roster with Seth Rollins. In terms of pure wrestling ability, two best guys out there. Who would not die to see another AJ Styles-Seth Rollins match or a trio with KO? I'm here for it. Yeah, I know people are going to be like, yo, KO, you don't have any wrestlers like on your thing. You know what? They're coming. I'm making money first. Uh, six, here it goes, Nakamura. To me, the biggest star in the WWE, regardless of where he is currently. He is the biggest star, and once he hits the main roster, it'll be great. And I have people like John Cena who can give him a great matchup and him versus Lesnar, which they can go back and show footage from New Japan. Yeah, okay, that's great. Um, I picked Finn Balor because Finn Balor is the other big star, and we all know he's going up. 
And to put them out there, a Finn Balor-Seth Rollins match, Finn Balor and KO revisiting their feud, Finn Balor-AJ Styles, I'm here for all that. Former Bullet Club leaders feuding against each other, I'm here for it all. All right. Eight, I'll take Sami Zayn. I think you reached on Sami, but go uh, ahead. Hey, listen, Sami Zayn, the underdog story, he could be like Daniel Bryan. You never know. Nope. And I'm splitting him and KO up, so the only time we get to see him wrestle are at the major pay-per-views. And I just think that like the back-and-forth trash talk between rosters of these guys are great. Like when I get my hands on you, Bubba, and you just have them fight quarterly. <laughs> quarterly. I pick Bray Wyatt 9. The guy doesn't have a great like win-loss record, but... <laughs> As far as you uh, uh, trash his win loss record, yeah, his, all the time. It's, it's horrible, but the man can talk, and I think if you cut him loose as a face, he'll be phenomenal. If you cut him loose as a tweener, he'll be great. So stick him in there. A Bray Wyatt KO match, I'm interested. Bray versus Demon Balor, yeah. wouldn't be bad. Uh, Ten Cesaro, I need some real wrestling. Like now is when I just need a guy who can go every week and you know let's put on a show. So Cesaro is my tenth pick. And I pick Dean Ambrose, uh, guys. And I, I picked Dean you Ambrose. You get the title, by the way, which is great. Which title would be on SmackDown. But I also picked him with the caveat that, well, the caveat that he's got to have a personality change. He's got to be a heel. I don't want him as a face. Yeah, no more face Ambrose? No. So Rollins would go face, Ambrose going heel. Yeah. Got that right. All right. Twelfth, uh, I'm picking Samoa Joe with My the NXT wrestling. belt. Come up, you know, like Kevin Owens did, hold the belt. I need a heel, a full-time heel. Because Brock is in and out, and I'm not even sure if he's a heel at this point. Just come and just crush Cena a couple times. Do the exact same thing KO did. Well, then I picked Roman Reigns because somebody's got to get beat up. So that's why I picked Roman Reigns. So you have the entire shield. <laughs> yeah, I got the shield. Somebody's got to lose, and it's Roman Reigns. Do the shield reunite as a heel faction? Maybe. I've only got 10 wrestlers, so it's kind of thin <laughs> if they reunite. Uh, okay, after that, I have Neville, the forgotten Neville! man. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Uh, I picked The Undertaker. Undertaker at 15. That's high for Taker. No, he wrestles three times. He's he, a draw. Look, I picked a lot of he wrestlers. He left his gloves in the ring. We don't even know if he's coming back. If I picked him, he's going to wrestle. True. Slave wages. Do what I want. Here. Yeah, so, yeah. Miss McMahon. Everybody's back. injured. Yep. You're going to wrestle at Mania. <laughs> Guess my son. <laughs> All right. I have Rusev at 16. I need a belt. You know, you got the heavyweight title and the tag team. I have the women's championship. I need another belt. I take Rusev. And it gives me another dope heel to use in storylines. I got Randy Orton. He's a veteran. He can he can go with just about anybody. He can RKO anybody. Like to see like if he could do catch AJ Styles in a 450 flip with an RKO, I'm sold. I'm good. That's amazing. My mouth just dropped just <laughs> thinking about that scenario. Uh, 18. I have the Miz. Just because he seems like a raw guy. Like I just had to. <laughs> I, I couldn't even let him be on your roster of SmackDown and just you know be around a bunch of really good wrestlers and get exposed. Thanks. Yeah, you know, just come on, hold the title for a second, chill on Raw. You do your stupid segment with Maurice, and we got some eye candy. We got the the women and Maurice. I picked Apollo Cruz, with a caveat that he's got to be a heel. Can't do this. <laughs> Look, I have the this smile. Problem. No more smiling. Cruz. All buff black wrestlers have zero personality. Bobby Lashley, Titus O'Neil, Ezekiel Jackson. You run down the name of big, strong black wrestlers, none of them had any personality. They, sm they probably smile too goddamn much. Ahmad, what is it? Ahmed Johnson? Ahmad. He didn't have any personality. He just slammed the shit out of people. <laughs> like, all of them have no personality. I need Apollo Crews to be a heel. I need him to have a personality. He can't do it as a face. He's too goddamn happy. Don't know why I want to see happy black people all the time. No. And I'm black. And it frustrates <laughs> me when I see this man smiling so goddamn much because I need him to have an edge. So if he's got to be a heel to get an edge, then that's what we got to do. Vince McMahon likes his black people happy, though. 
No, he likes his black people cooning. It's a big difference. Yeah, I mean, you know, Booker T was a little, it was pushing it for Vince. Yeah. Vince made Booker do commentary real early in his career. Yeah. Vince was like, nah, you're a little bit too eccentric of a black man. We got to put you somewhere else. I don't trust that. Um, all right, so the last pick of our 20-person mock draft, I'm taking Alberto Del Rio. Good pick. Uh, yeah, you know, solid wrestler once again, a good heel. I just need people who can wrestle. And at this point, I stacked it with main event talent and getting that money. I got a couple of people who can vie for those mid-range titles and uh, carry the show every week. But Lord knows Raw has three hours. You got to stack it with some people who can go. And Del Rio versus Cesaro feud would be great, stuff like that. So mix and match. That's pretty much we're not going into the depths of the roster. No. I don't care about, you know, people like R-Truth and uh, the social outcast. No, they could all be in the supplemental draft. And yeah, I got to be there for that. We didn't even pick Sheamus. He just held the title. Why would anybody pick? I don't Sheamus? know. I'm just letting you know. Rock steady. Like his son. Yeah, I'm not so picking Sheamus unless he comes with Bebop. <laughs> they oh need to be God. a tandem. Okay. <laughs> well, look, we got uh, we got to get out of here. Can yeah, we can talk about one thing. Last thing, real quick. One person I didn't draft, but I'm getting in this draft. I get JoJo. You get you get Julian Garcia, or <laughs> Lillian. Lillian, Lillian, whatever. No. You get Lillian Garcia. I get JoJo. Just letting you know. You got first pick. I get JoJo. That ain't even fair. I, you at first pick, you know I get JoJo. testosterone I got on my show now? Yeah. Lillian, uh, she can handle that. I don't want. Too don't. much for JoJo. Man. JoJo needs to be in three hours worth of glory. Yeah, you got three hours of Raw to fill up. Good luck to I you. I feel, listen. I won't be watching with that With JoJo show. and Sasha Banks, they can have two of those hours. So, look, everybody listen and tell us whose who's roster is better. Which, which show would you watch more? You can say that you'd watch them both if you really want to, but. It's a lot know, of wrestling. It's a lot of wrestling. No All one's right. watching both. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be real about this. Um, yeah, I mean, besides that, it's about time to get out of here. We, it's a long show today. Um, real quick, what do you think about the final deletion ripoff? New Day, New Day Wyatt? That shit was terrible. <laughs> Yo, I watched it. It was like, what the? What am I watching? It was better than Final Deletion, but it wasn't better than Final Deletion because no. Final Deletion was hilarious. Like you had, it wasn't campy enough. Like yeah. Final it was Deletion serious. would just yeah, that's like it was so stupid that I was like, I like it. Yeah, shout yeah. out to. Whoever in our group text said, you know, it kind of seemed like a New Day lynching. Like, it was, like, way too serious. It was just like, yo, these white people are yo. chasing these black people in the woods. If Strowman would have came out and was like, there's going to be a hanging tonight, I would have turned I, on my TV. <laughs> I would have turned on my TV. So, New Day leasing, it was just, I, I don't even know where they're going with this. Like, again, nothing on these rosters matters until after the draft. So, I could care less about what happens on Raw and SmackDown because it means nothing. Yep. That's uh, pretty much our show today, right? Yeah, man. Make Darren Young great again. He won. He won. He's going. He's going for the title. What a way to kick off Raw after Brock Lesnar won UFC 200. <laughs> you can give Darren Young the uh, battle royal, and he, the dude doesn't even have entry music. He just shows up in the ring and wins. SmackDown, I guess <laughs> he has new entry music. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like you couldn't even. Yes, he, he used the chicken wing. Do you know how long it took me to realize that Darren Young was in that match? Probably exactly. as long as I could have picked Darren Young out of the lineup if I saw him. Like the, the flat top, he's not great. No, nah, he's just not great. Dude, that's it. I'm going home. I'm going to go watch all this wrestling. Uh, enjoy you people listening to the show. It's been another week. And uh, we'll be back next week, huh, Kel? Yeah, make sure you guys follow us on social media at the Corner LSN for the show on all platforms. I'm at Kel Dansby on everything. If you don't know how to follow me, then fuck it. I just give up on you. Bombard his mentions. <laughs> Let him know that I am right about DC beating Kane. And that my roster is better than his. Me you know having how many JoJo people, already. Went. You know how many people just listened to the show and forgot about that until you just brought I'm it back just up? I'm just reminding them. I'm letting, I'm letting the people know. Good job, Kel. <laughs> until next week, we're out. Peace.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.